0: I had a job, I had a girl, had something gone in this
1: world. I got laid on, How I do you laid handle losing your job through no fault of your own? Bosses who swear, threaten, even hit their employees. Foremen who order their staffers to operate under dangerous work conditions or supervisors who sexually harass employees. Few of us really know how to hang on to our jobs or what to do if our main source of income is abruptly terminated. Beat the Boss opens the doors on what really happens between the hours of 9 and 5. I didn't sexually harass anybody. I wasn't told by the employee that made the allegations that I was inappropriate or don't do that. All I did was thank her for doing me a favor. So I said thank you very much and I gave her a kiss on the cheek. These are real people in real situations.
2: I left a a hospital situation. He's come up behind me and gently rubbed my and I asked him to stop doing that. He said, I'll stop punching you, but I will not stop playing with your
1: Beat the Boss brings real workplace issues and problems to the airwaves and delivers vital information for Americans whose lives depend on keeping their jobs and preserving their dignity.
0: Welcome to Beat the Boss, our third episode. I'm Lisa Carton, along with Spencer Cohn, unemployment expert, lawyer, and author of Beat the Boss, Win in the Workplace. Spence, you know, I was wondering, since this podcast is all about workplace issues and unemployment, what is the current unemployment rate?
3: Lisa, it's just over 6%, which translates to about 20 million people. But it's not really very accurate. Every state has a different unemployment rate. So it's just the average of 50 states, and it doesn't take into consideration a great number of people. Like who? Well, people who don't apply for benefits or people who are on strike or pregnant women, to name a few.
0: All right. Got it. So lots of folks currently out of work.
3: Lots. So, on our last episode, you made it a point to say that you had problems with your co-workers. I didn't say
0: I had problems. They were just very difficult people to work with.
3: <laughs> well, so I thought it would be a good topic of discussion today, specifically how co-workers can affect you at work and what to do about it.
0: Great topic. So, coming up on Beat the Boss, some folks you may recognize will join us to share their experiences with difficult co-workers. Actress Gina Gershon of the film Cocktail, starring Tom Cruise, Showgirl. P.S. I Love You and Bound. Also up later, reality TV star Reza Farahan from the Bravo series Shaws of Sunset. Plus, we're also going to chat with one of Spencer's clients and, of course, the tip of the week.
3: I think it's important to note that we feature celebrities and high-profile guests in each episode because although they've been elevated to the spotlight, they're really no different than you or I.
0: Yeah, and they've all experienced similar situations in the workplace. Problems associated with co-workers, or in these instances, co-stars or a producer, perhaps. They're also employees with a boss, even though it may be a TV or movie set. Perhaps they've been bullied or harassed. So maybe the next step would be human resources, Spence, if a problem
3: persists. I've said it before. Human resources is there to protect the employer, not the employee. But Lisa, imagine this. You're at work and you take a break to go to the restroom. When you return, you find your trash can is overflowing and it's not your trash or your office chair is lowered or your computer screen magically is turned off in the middle of a project you're working on. Who is
0: this child?
3: (laughs) Or even your coworker brings everyone a cup of coffee and excludes you. Hmm. Something minor like this is extremely annoying, but isn't really perceived as outrageous behavior. What do you do? Hopefully, we have some answers for our listeners.
0: So why don't employees have protection from this nonsense?
3: In a nutshell, Lisa, it costs the employer too much money to address this. Before we jump into the topic for today and hear from our guests, I want to quickly discuss a hearing I had today, all having to do with a company's interesting policy.
0: Okay, steering off course again.
3: Hear me out. Okay. A woman was fired for violating the company's attendance policy. But the interesting aspect of this was, according to the policy, she had to notify her employer three hours in advance if she was going to be late to work.
0: So what if something happens while on your way to work and you're 15 minutes away like a fender bender?
3: Exactly. That was their policy though. She actually had a flat tire. Her cell phone was also busted. So she eventually had to take an Uber to work.
0: Okay, go on.
3: You can't imagine how difficult this hearing turned out to be. When my client learned her tire was flat, she attempted to fix it And realized she was going to be late to work. So she ran over to her neighbor's house and called her co-worker to inform her supervisor.
0: Why didn't she call her supervisor as opposed to her co-worker?
3: The supervisor's number was in her phone, and her phone was broken. She had her co-worker's number memorized.
0: (laughs) So how broken was her phone? She couldn't retrieve her contacts?
3: Apparently badly broken, no access to contacts. Anyway, she proceeded to call an Uber from her neighbor's house. All good, right?
0: I guess so, but sounds a little suspicious.
3: Well, the employer's attorney was as well suspicious and asked the same questions you have, but then the employer's attorney asked her to recite her coworker's number. So did she? She didn't remember it. Hmm, I thought it was memorized. So did I. Instead, my client said it was a year ago and she no longer communicates with the coworker.
0: Wait a minute. This sounds like a very cleverly
3: woven tale. Then the employer's attorney asked her, if your phone was broken, how did you pay for the Uber? And? Another swing and a miss. <laughs> she couldn't answer the question. Well, doesn't it go to your credit card? I mean, how could she not know that? Beats me. Perhaps this was one giant fib
0: all to collect unemployment benefits.
3: What I was annoyed with was that the employer's policy was flawed. You should have heard me cross-examine her supervisor. How did that go? Well, the supervisor said the policy states you should contact your supervisor if you're going to be late to work within three hours of your scheduled shift. I asked him if he knew the difference between should and shall.
0: What? Between should and shall, like supposed to and must, or absolutely and usually?
3: Yes. And he said they are both the same.
0: You know, no one really thinks about those words in that way, Spencer.
3: Well, they should. And, <laughs> and no pun intended. I mean, you know, as well as I, that words matter mm-hmm. and punctuation is also very important, especially in an employee handbook. That's why employees have it tough sometimes. Subtleties often exist in the handbooks, and employees often don't catch them. Did you rip the supervisor a new one? I did. <laughs> I asked him, do the Ten Commandments say you should not commit murder, or do they say you shall not commit murder?
0: What did he say to that?
3: He responded, uh, why are you asking me about murder? Okay. <laughs> The employer's lawyer objected, saying that I was badgering the witness. Apparently, when I strike a nerve, they use the badgering card. Objection, you're harassing my client.
0: I get the striking a
3: nerve part. I haven't gotten to what bothered me about my client yet.
0: I forgot already. We're so far off course at
3: this point. <laughs> Lisa, just remember we're sailing. Okay. After the hearing, I asked my client, how did she not know her co-worker's telephone number? She responded, I was sick to my stomach. I couldn't think.
0: Well, have some sympathy, dude. That's what happens. It's called stage fright. You know, I had that happen to me, uh, you know, a long time ago, way back when, when I tried out for a regional production of A Chorus Line.
3: Really? Stage fright?
0: Yes, I did. I played B.B. Benzenheimer.
3: Did you get over it?
0: Yes. Mother always said I'd be very attractive when I grew up, when I grew up different, she said, with a special something and a very, very personal flair. And though I was eight or nine, though I was eight or nine, though I was eight or nine, I hated her.
3: I'm overwhelmed, but that (laughs) deserves this. Okay. You know, Lisa, you should try out for the voice. Yeah, I'll
0: stick to the shower. Thank you.
3: (laughs) But think about this. An employee woke up to a flat tire a faulty employee handbook, a supervisor without a brain, and my client can't elaborate under stress of a hearing. And to top it off, this is what this client faced in her hearing. And she's lucky she had me to represent her to keep her on track. Most people can't imagine what they'll face in an unemployment hearing. That's why we're doing this podcast, to make people aware there's no way one could defend themselves under these situations. Okay, let's get back to topic. Every employee has a story about a coworker who directly caused you grief at work. Mm-hmm. If you recall, in our first episode of Beat the Boss, we talked about an employee who turned in another employee for sleeping on the job, causing him to get fired. Yep. What if your job is dependent on your coworkers? Perhaps you need assistance in completing a report, or your coworker refuses to cooperate, or they don't pull their weight on a project. You can turn the other cheek or you're finally forced to do something about it when there hasn't been a remedy.
0: But when you do do something about it, like maybe go to your supervisor or even HR, then you turn into the bad person, the complainer, the
3: problem. I agree with you completely. If you complain to the supervisor, they listen, and then they'll say, we'll look into the matter, or perhaps they'll say, show me proof, or just brush the surface of the problem, or refer you to HR. When you're in HR's office they make you feel like you did something wrong. Have you ever gone to HR and complained about a coworker?
0: Oh yes, I'll never forget her name. No uh,
3: names, no names. <laughs> just just tell us what happened.
0: Okay. So as you know, I'm a journalist and in my position at the time at this particular national news network in New York, my supervisor took an assignment away from my coworker and then gave it to me. My coworker didn't like what he did. And so she targeted me.
3: Maybe she thought you convinced your supervisor to give you on her assignment.
0: Yeah, you may be right. But, you know, I didn't want it, but my boss just felt I could do a better job with the story, and he told me so in private. Anyway, uh, almost immediately, I was privy to unflattering messages, which she started to circulate to others about me. So when I needed travel or contact information for the assignment, she wouldn't provide it. She really wanted to see me fail No,
3: I've seen that before Yeah,
0: she was a destructive person So she ultimately was fired for her behavior But, you know, I had to endure her crazy nonsense for months In the end, everyone saw for themselves what she was When security escorted her out, it was beautiful, by the way, she was very vocal with obscenities and verbally threatened my boss. It was, you know, really bizarre.
3: I get it. Coworkers can be very immature, and situations can escalate.
0: And problems are not just limited to what you and I both refer to as regular places of work. As we mentioned, as we jump back on topic, we post this question about oppressive or troublesome coworkers to actress Gina Gershon.
4: Hey, Lisa and Spencer. I certainly have been in intense situations before. All I've tried to do is just get rid of the noise and become emotionally detached to those people who are getting in the way of my work and just really focus in on what I'm trying to do. There's always something that will try to knock you off. So what I've done, I really just focus on what I'm doing and try, I guess, sometimes to feel compassion for those people. And come from that place, so it puts me at a different level. Not a different level, a different layer. But I think when you encounter problems, people are giving you a hard time. Just focus on your goal, focus on your work, do your own thing. Their problems really aren't your problems. But if it affects your work, you just have to protect your work, whatever way works. I think having a lot of compassion for that person who's going through some sort of problem and sometimes they're just insecure, these people who are, you know, you just can't let them throw you off your game. Just do your own work, keep focused, and don't let the bastards get you down.
0: So obviously she can't go into all the who, what, when, and whys, but you can tell she's faced some difficulties.
3: I think we struck a chord with her.
0: Great insight. Our thanks to Gina.
3: Now, on the other hand, how about when the coworker doesn't intentionally try to cause you a problem?
0: How does that happen?
3: I had a case where a coworker had a house party mm-hmm. and someone brought a cake and allegedly sprinkled cocaine on top, resembling powdered sugar. Whoa, that's taking pot brownies up a notch. The cake was consumed, as you can imagine, and the employee who had a slice happened to be randomly drug tested the next day at work.
0: Oh, there's anxiety brewing.
3: <laughs> he failed the test and was fired. Employees need to read their employee handbook thoroughly and see if you signed off on accepting random drug testing or drug testing based on suspicion or both. Random is usually the norm. Suspicion is only when you exhibit some sort of behavior that would cause someone to say, hey, something's wrong with him or her, or you've had a vehicular accident while at work. Where in most cases you're automatically tested. Mm,
0: I've seen employees get wind that a coworker was arrested and there's a mugshot circulating online. So you know what they do? They forward it to human
3: resources. Yes, that's right. And HR then immediately checks the employee's application to see if the employee acknowledged it on their application or if it occurred while they were working and did not report it to HR per the employee handbook.
0: Now it's enough. We have to deal with unsavory coworkers. Now HR?
3: They're pretty brutal. So when at work or when you're even not at work, especially with cell phone cameras, social media, you must be alert that someone is watching.
0: What is this, big brother? So what do you mean by not at work?
3: Well, let's start with employees who drive trucks that say, how's my driving? Have you ever called the 800 number yeah, Of course. <laughs> Those call-ins are taken very seriously by human resources. Now more than ever, people video you and with a simple click, send it to your employer. I represented a FedEx driver who was videotaped throwing boxes over a fence and a couple of UPS drivers who were seen having lunch at a strip joint with their uniform on. Geniuses. Policemen, firemen, paramedics, they're held to a higher standard when off-duty. If, for example, one of those professionals have a domestic dispute, it can cost them their job. And now, generally, everyone is held to that same standard. What do you do when you're not working can be used to justify your termination. So what do you mean? Employees often inform HR that you had more than one cocktail at lunch, or it's reported that you're fraternizing with a coworker on your day off, or it's reported you were seen working for a competitor on your day off.
0: Maybe someone makes up a story to get a co-worker drug tested and spreads a rumor like Tim frequents seedy neighborhoods.
3: Or it's reported to HR that you threatened an employee in the parking lot after work hours.
0: So, as you can see, conflicts with co-workers are inevitable. Reza Farahan, known from Bravo's TV reality series, Shaws of Sunset, describes issues he had with co-workers and spoke to us on how we eventually came to dealing with those issues.
5: Hey, Lisa and Spencer. I have worked in many industries, health and fitness in my 20s, real estate, which I continue to do, but I've been blessed to also be able to be featured on a reality show on Shows of Sunset, and I've always taken what I do very seriously, and people know when it comes to my business, my profession, my career, a job, whatever it is, a task, I put my all into it. I just want to share a story about my real estate career when I started out in the early 2000s. I was excelling. I was very competitive. Early on, I understood that if I had a mastery of what was on the market and I was passionate about properties, whether it was the potential that the property had or its architectural significance or its view or lot size or whatever it was, when I got passionate and I knew what I was talking about. Other people were activated, they got excited, and everyone wanted to talk about real estate. Still to this day, people always want to talk about real estate and home prices and architecture and design and all of it. So I was just excelling, and there were people in my office who were not. And I found myself giving a lot of my time and attention to the people in my office that I really cared about, that I started my career with. And I quickly realized that no matter how much I gave someone, some of the people, it would be in one ear and out the other. They thought they wanted my help or my advice or insight into where my success was coming from, but I quickly realized that there might be other things at play and that I don't need. Or more importantly, it's not my job to carry people to the finish line with me or on my path with me. And so for me, it became, regardless of how much I cared about someone or how impactful and serious their problem may have been, that what I'm doing is much more important and I need to think about me, I need to care about me, and I need to focus on the outcome that I'm looking for. And anytime I veered From that path, I realized that co-workers were almost sometimes like obstacles. They need help. They get you sucked into something, a project, an open house, co-listing a property with them, and it turned out disastrous. Uh, And I quickly realized that focusing, being pleasant, but not getting involved with co-workers to that level anymore, was very helpful for me. And I quickly realized that the more focus and attention I gave my own work, the less attention and focus I had to give to anyone else's work and therefore had very little opening for their, whatever it was, to adversely impact my work. So if I can give any advice to anyone in any field, You can be empathetic, you can be compassionate, but at work, when you're working, if you are someone like me who needs to see how, you know, I need to know how far I can take this. You know, if Reza were a race car, like how fast could I make Reza go? How far could I make Reza go? That's always in the back of my mind. And focusing on that and what I can do Always, always keeps me very grounded and very forward moving. So I hope that my little bit that I'm contributing has helped with the podcast. Lisa Spencer, again, I appreciate you guys having me on. And let me just say this to wrap up. All of the same things that apply in real estate also apply on the show. There have been people that have come that ended up leaving. There are people we thought were gonna pan out that didn't. But always, when I stay focused, um, and I'm literally trying to do my best to keep the noise out and keep me focused on the things that make me feel accomplished, make me feel like I'm moving forward in life, and usually those things end up putting dollars in your pocket as well. Lisa, Spencer, again, thank you so much. Got to cut out those people and move forward.
3: I like that Reza identified the problems, turned the other cheek, and focused on his own work. Employees need to do that more. If you're somewhat sensitive, it can be tough to do that, but probably the best path to take.
0: Love Reza.
3: Now, here's a situation where the coworker thought they were being helpful. My client worked at a crematorium. What? She broke her (laughs) arm, but was... Physician cleared to return to work. Her arm was in a cast and sling, so a coworker had to assist her with some duties. One of them was moving the bodies.
0: Oh God! Here comes the nightmares.
3: <laughs> uh, my client was supposed to remove a lock of hair on the decedent for the family members before the cremation process. Oh boy, the problem was that she didn't get the message before her coworker pushed the button for the body to move into the incinerator. Is this
0: a true story?
3: It's very true. The body was reduced to ashes, and when the crematorium couldn't produce the lack of hair for the family, the employer held my client responsible, and she was fired. It wasn't her fault. Oh, that's awful. Sandra spoke to me earlier by phone and outlines her story. Hey, Sandra, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Tell me about why you were discharged from the crematorium.
2: I was discharged because of a coworker that did a cremation that he was not supposed to do. And it was my cremation to do, but he went head on and did the cremation without my consent. How did he get to do that? Well, he took it upon himself to do it because he was in a hurry to leave work and he thought that he was helping me because of a problem that I was having with my arm, with my shoulder that day. And he was calling himself helping me out. So he went head on and did the cremation without me telling him that there was a hold on the cremation. And what was the hold for? The hold was because
4: of the uh, lock of hair that was missing that was supposedly sent over with the decedent, and the hair was not found anywhere
2: on the decedent or with his personal effects or anything. So with that item not being available, the cremation should not have taken place.
3: And after it took place... When did they find out or when did they blame you for it? The next day, because when the uh, cremains were taken to the funeral home, the lock of hair was not present with the cremains, and I was um, made aware of that through them. Did you tell your supervisor that you didn't approve of it? Yes. What did the supervisor say?
2: She asked me, Was the co worker assisting me that day when he went head on and did the cremation. And I let her know that he was assisting me by what he was helping me. And he went head on and did the cremation without me telling him that I would do it myself later and to you know that I was going to use another person in that spot, uh, uh, another cremation, instead of that cremation until we rectified
3: the situation with the Rock of hair. When you had your unemployment hearing, did they bring up the fact that you were previously warned for another incident? Yes. And what was different about that incident, or was it the same?
2: Well, the incident that occurred before, it was just myself involved in this situation, and it wasn't anyone else around, but the person that dropped the decedent off at the crematory.
3: Thanks a lot, Sandra. I wanted to uh, just go over that. Whether it's done intentional or not, you know, maybe this guy, you know, obviously did what he did unintentionally, but regardless, it affected your job. As you heard, it didn't help any that she received a prior warning for a similar matter that she admitted to being responsible for doing. Hello?
0: She did this before?
3: Well, no. You have to distinguish the first time where it was her fault and this last incident where it was the fault of her coworker. Each incident should be treated independent of the other. Judges don't always distinguish between the two events in unemployment hearings.
0: Well, that's a good point. Okay, it's time for the tip of the week.
3: With all the problems employees have at work, sometimes it can get out of hand. There's screaming, there's an altercation, and there's a fistfight. Yeah,
0: get out the popcorn.
3: (laughs) Remember this. In the employer's eyes, it takes two to tango. It may not even be your fault. An employee picks on you for no reason. Yeah, and starts a fight. You as the victim do not necessarily get a pass. It would help to show you tried to retreat and had no way of escaping, but it's sometimes hard to prove. The victim is often treated no differently than the aggressor, and you're both fired.
0: That's not fair. So what do you do?
3: Throw the ego aside and avoid trouble and contact your supervisor, HR, in writing that so-and-so is interfering with your work.
0: And that's our tip for today. It's time for questions from our listeners. I have a bunch of emails here. Can we go through them? I'm ready. Sally from Morristown, New Jersey, wants to know if her employer can require them to take the COVID-19 vaccine in order to continue working there.
3: The answer might surprise you, but yes, the employer rules No different than if you require someone to come into your house with a mask or vaccine.
0: Okay, here's one from Thomas from Rhode Island. He wants to know if his job is in jeopardy if he refuses to do a drug or alcohol
3: test. Tom, as we discussed earlier, you have to check your handbook. Find out whether you signed off on which tests when hired, based on suspicion, random, or both. If you fail the test, always take a second test. False positive tests happen all the time.
0: This one hails from San Francisco. Donnie wants to know if he can plant a small video camera near his desk to see who's using it when he's not there. That sounds like a great idea. (laughs)
3: Lisa, no, it's not. I would not recommend doing that. A surefire way of getting fired.
0: Okay, I'm exhausted. (laughs) So that's it for today. Beat the Boss, episode three. Be sure to join us next episode where we'll discuss employers' recipes for success.
3: Meantime, you can always send me an email at spencer at beattheboss.tv or contact me direct at 954-600-7666. If I'm not in a hearing, I'll answer the phone. I'm also on Twitter under The Work Whiz.
0: Beat the Boss podcast is designed to offer information and awareness of issues at the workplace. It is not intended to give legal advice. Always consult an attorney in your area for your particular situation.